Hello and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On our episode, we have a personal chef. Uh, this interview's really special to me because it's the first time I interviewed someone that I had never met before. We never met, we never spoke on the phone, nothing. I went in, said hello, started recording. So, I, I, I mean, if you really want to get into this business, I think there's a lot of good insight here, so... I hope you enjoy it, and as usual, if you want to uh, be interviewed or you know someone who wants to be interviewed, you can get at us at Take Me Through Your Day or at Take Me TYD on social media or at Gmail or wherever. So enjoy the show. I am a personal chef. Okay. Now, um, before we go through your day, can you give me just a little bit of your background, like say starting around high school and mm -hmm. what you had planned for the f future, if you had anything planned for the future? Sure. Um, so in high school, my actual first job was at Taco Bell, don't laugh. <laughs> okay. um, but my neighbor across the street where I lived was the chef at Wildwood Country Club. Okay. And he found out, so I started working at 15 and I was there at Taco Bell for a few months and he got wind that I was going to IUP Culinary after school, after I graduated. Okay, so you had an idea for what you wanted yeah, to do right away. I knew, I knew that I wanted to work with food, at least work with my hands. I was not cut out for an office job. Okay. I knew that I was not this banker's hours, Monday, nine to five. I just can't sit still. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of what this is about, is trying to find people the right fit for them mm -hmm. and not your conventional career paths. Yeah, and it's, um, so I knew, I knew in high school at 15, 16 that I wanted to do this and I got this great opportunity. He came across over and said, hey, why don't you come work for me for the summer and get your feet wet? And I ended up staying there for two years. My oh. junior and senior year of high school. Well, there you go. Um, so it was fantastic. And then after graduation, I went to IUP Culinary. And how was that experience for you? I loved it um, because, again, I'm, I'm a good student, as in school person, as in straight A's, but I wanted to learn a trade. I wanted to get in and get out. I don't think I would have done well at a four-year college. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to start working. So it's a 16-month program, okay. and you go to the school for one year. So it's Monday to Friday, mm -hmm. 8 to 4. It's a full day. Okay. And then when you finish that, you do a four-month externship on site, and you have to complete those hours before you actually get your diploma. Okay. Did, did they pick something for you, or was that your responsibility to find something to... To, to like, place you yeah, after? exactly. Um, no, they work with you. I had five choices. Um, I chose to go to the Boulders Resort in Carefree, Arizona. Oh, okay. So I was 19 and it was the best time to, when you're... Yeah, that's exciting. Young and sowing your wild oats. <laughs> <laughs> you move across the country with yeah, four roommates. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what 19 looks like. <laughs> so no, it was fantastic. I stayed out there for an entire season. Um, I started in August, well I guess technically first week of September, and they're only open 10 months a year out there. They close in July and August because it's just too hot. I mean, I guess I've never been there, I, I just... 120. Yeah, yeah that's, that's intense, it's very intense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so take me from there to present day, just give me like the general broad strokes of, I, mean, I guess a resume, it's just one of okay. the steps. I can like I said, that. you don't have to go into much detail. Yeah, just kind of skim over it. Yeah. Um, so after a year during that break, July and August, we all split up and came back home to Pittsburgh. Um, it was just, I missed home. I was young. I missed snow and Christmas and my family. <laughs> yeah. And I was hired to work at the Duquesne Club downtown. So it was a fantastic opportunity, but I only stayed there for a few months. Um, it was just a very hard shift to, I worked two to 10, which meant noon to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really what I was looking for. Um, fantastic place, just wasn't the hours that um, you're desiring at 20, 21 years old. Yeah, and how long did you handle that for? Before um, you couldn't take it anymore. I, I stayed through, it was their busiest season. 
I stayed through, it was really only three months, October through December. So I okay. stayed on through Christmas and their holidays. Yeah, that's the hard stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. You so made I it. Got, yeah, I made it through. <laughs> I wasn't going to leave them hanging. Um, but I quit there, you know, after the new year and went to work for Wexford Post Office Deli. Right. And that's where I did my catering for two years. Oh, so is that where you got the idea to kind of do your own thing? Yes, but remember how I said I wasn't going to take an office job? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I worked there for two years and I got burned out um, very early on. Again, I was in my early 20s working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And when your salary, that doesn't, that yeah. doesn't fly. Um, so I quit and took an office job and did marketing for six years. Six years? Yeah. Wow. What, yeah. what made you do that? Because I had, all I had known for the past six, seven years starting at at a very young age of like 15 to 22 was holidays, nights, weekends, and 80 hour weeks. And yeah. I thought there has to be more than this. Um, I wanted to get settled down. I wanted to get married. I wanted mm -hmm. to have a family. Yeah. And I didn't think that that was going to happen. Yeah, not with that schedule. <laughs> in that kind of, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. In that kind of schedule. Okay. So you're six years in there. Mm -hmm. What, what sparked something in you to get back into this? Um, it was a great job. Fantastic company, it was very cush, great benefits. It was the Monday, Friday, eight to four that I swore I would never take. Mm -hmm. um, but I became bored with it. I wasn't right. being challenged. Yes. And I wasn't using my gift. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. Yeah. And I knew that. And that's a hard thing to live with when you. Yeah. Were you doing anything on the side to kind of, you know, keep that fire going? I did. I started doing wedding cakes. Oh, out go. of my house. Yeah. That's very <laughs> so, yeah. difficult, right? It is. Very and it wasn't, it is. And I'm not really, I'm, I'm much more into the cooking side than I am pastries or baking. But it was something that I could do on the side for friends and family and still kind of, yeah, have, you know, have dabble a foot in, in the that. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind yeah. of dabble in that field a little bit. Okay. So, so after you're in the office and mm -hmm. you're doing your cakes on the side, what gets you here? How do we get to here? So my mother-in-law said to me, now at the time I had, I was married and had a one-year-old, and she said, did you see this segment on the Food Network? There's a thing called a personal chef. And I said, oh, you mean like a private chef, like these people out in California that yeah. have maids and butlers and mm -hmm. all this crazy stuff and she's like no there's actually it's a personal chef where you go into their homes and cook for the week you stock up all your groceries and just load up their fridge and freezer and i said wait a minute wait a minute i'm already doing this for my family and it was just for survival yeah because my husband and i both worked office jobs and we had a one-year-old in daycare yeah, so, so your meal prepping for the week? Uh, yeah, you know, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. you load up the groceries, you come home, you make a few things, and it was just to get through the week. And I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me I can actually have a job doing what I'm already doing. <laughs> and again, dabbling back into the food service industry, yeah. making my own hours. So how do you get started with that? I, at the time, so I started to research it online. Yeah. And there are three professional, I guess, affiliations that are nationwide. I honestly forget the first two. <laughs> well, now that people know to look them up, they, they know they to look know it up. This was 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it, I joined Personal Chef Network, and it was basically where you pay a fee, and they help you get started. They send you oh. all the material, um, how to market yourself, how to work out your costing, how to network, how, you know, basically the go-to Bible of how to start this business. Now, I imagine they charge something for that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was a few hundred dollars. It wasn't anything crazy. Okay, nothing nothing, nothing outrageous. Totally worth the investment um, because I wouldn't have known where to start. Um, and so I stayed with them for one year because they send you basically this how to get started kit and then you can renew after that but I would say a year in I, I pretty much had a pretty good handle on it so you just drop your membership yeah so you just going for word of mouth after that um yeah that sounds really cliche well. it sounds I mean it depends <laughs> on yeah it depends on the business you're in but it started out I mean I was only when I first started 
working one, maybe two days a week, and people were finding my website. People were actually searching and Googling for personal chefs. Okay. And I was the second name that came up. Oh, and good. so I, yeah, I was kind of, there wasn't a lot of us. I mean, this was again, 14, you know, 13 years ago. Um, and then it becomes, you know, them telling a neighbor or them hosting a party and then their neighbors and friends showing up and asking uh -huh. for a card. And so, yeah, it's, it's slow, but it works. It's slow, but solid. And I imagine a lot more gratifying. That's a great way to put it, actually. Yeah, yeah, because you're, um, people are, are actually experiencing and tasting your work and your art, and then they're booking something. So, yeah, there's definitely a satisfaction piece there. Now, if that was 14 years ago, what's, is there anything different nowadays? I mean, I know the Food Network and all these cooking shows have kind of blown up in the past years or so yeah that's been crazy um I would say you mean like different in the industry yeah in I mean how yeah like how's business is basically what I'm asking yeah well I've had to actually that's a great question because I've had to you have to change with the times yeah so at the beginning um, my first nine years I didn't have this commercial kitchen mm. I worked out of the clients homes so my car was my office um, I loaded up, I had these two huge Tupperware bins full of cutting boards and pots and pans and knives. And I would shop fresh that morning and then come to their house and use their home to cook out of. Okay. And they didn't have any issue with that? No. Like, I mean, some out. people did. Um, so it became like, um, obviously if they were inviting me there, it was, we had a great relationship. Um, it was... They might have stuck around the first time or two. Um, you have to remember though, and this is how I always work, that is if you're always on camera, because you probably are. Yeah. <laughs> um, they might stick around the first cook date or two just to get to know you, to get comfortable with you, but it's also an industry where my clientele also have multiple services coming to the house. Uh -huh. They have nannies, they have landscapers, they have people that clean the house. So they're a little bit more adept to being used to this gotcha. um, and then the catering aspect of it not all people were comfortable at first with me coming in to do like large amounts of food while they're trying to host guests so at the very beginning I used to rent out uh, just for the day uh, church kitchens or firehall oh. kitchens when okay. I was doing big parties yeah, that makes a lot of sense yeah so that that definitely um, it was that way at the beginning. Um, and then you have to offer different services. So that, like I said, the, the personal chefing led to catering, the catering led to dinner parties, um, the dinner, then it became clients asking, hey, my neighbor just had a baby, I'd like to send her a couple meals, which turned into a completely <laughs> different side of this, which is gift certificates. Oh, so okay, where you yeah. can purchase for somebody else a week or two worth of meals. Yeah, that's a, a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, though, back to your like original question, what kind of changed? Um, I would say maybe three, four years ago, the home meal delivery kits. Oh, Hello yeah. Fresh and those Blue type of things. Blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, I wish I would have thought of it. Mm -hmm. um, where I've stayed strong, though, is that my clients just don't like to cook at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the new thing, I'd say in the past year, the uh, Curbside Express from Giant Eagle. Oh yeah, that's right. So like the people that just don't even like to shop. Yeah. You know, that kind of mm -hmm. tapped into me a little bit, but my people flat out are like, no. No, just come and handle everything. Just, and... Yeah, yeah, you do everything from A to Z, it's all good. All right, now is, is there a part of this that you, you prefer more than another? Like the catering versus the meal prep versus the you um, know, parties? I love a good party. Who does not love a good party? I'm gonna say, yeah, like appetizer parties or just any type of celeb celebratory occasion. Um, everybody's drinking and eating and having a good time. Um, but a more gratifying one to me also is again, cooking for new parents or okay. people going through chemo. Mm -hmm. or recovering from surgery yeah. or illness because they're just so appreciative 
Yeah. It's very gratifying that you, you really do. It's, it's not about the show case piece of a party. It's about really helping somebody out. So you have some pretty pretty good aspects of what you do. Are you... I do now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally speaking, are you happy with everything that's that you've created here? I am. I am, and it was funny you just I used the word created because I don't think about that sometimes. That yeah. This, that this well, started I mean, from it's, nothing. Yeah, yeah, just slow. And it, yeah, it's, it eventually you know you get to a really nice place. Like This is a great yeah. office you have here. You have a lovely kitchen back there. Oh. Yeah, this went in, this was a, um, five years ago. I've been here five years. So when my youngest, I have two daughters, and when my youngest went into first grade, which we're in here for us, that's full time. Um, the summer before she went into first grade is when I put this in because I was ready to do more. Right. Like it, I, you know, I raised my children. I was dabbling in this one to two days a week. And then it was time, it was time to take the next step. Okay. And this is like a full-time thing for you right now? Like yes. Currently? Yes. Okay. Well, so. that, that slides right into the bulk of the show, which is taking me through your day. So you okay. want to um, let's just pick an average day of what you're doing in general. And um, what time do you wake up? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. You I use an alarm clock or are you just up at 6? And... I, I didn't set... This is gonna sound strange. I haven't used an alarm clock in 13 years. This past year I've needed one. <laughs> <laughs> um, things at home just took a shift. I, I have a high schooler and a middle schooler now, so they're off much earlier in the day. Uh -huh. So there's no longer a bus. Um, that was part of it. Um, so me getting up at six, I'm a morning person anyway. I like setting the alarm as backup. I, of course, get my kids out the door, but my the first hour of my day is in my office at home. Okay. So that's my time. The cooking's the fun part. That comes yeah. later. Yeah. But it's all the admin stuff, mm -hmm. um, the answering emails, texts, um, sending out um, quotes or bids on catering jobs, yeah. invoicing, billing, all that fun stuff. The first hour of my day is usually on my laptop. Okay, and what do you do um, generally just for like breakfast? Well, like just give me through a general okay. sense of your routine. I'm a coffee person, big time. I really just have two cups at the house yeah. <laughs> while I'm on my laptop. Um, and then I head in, honestly, I shop at Giant Eagle. So I use the one, it's two miles from my house and it's on my way into my shop. All right, perfect. So I stop, and um, I always have the client's order at least 48 hours ahead of time. So I literally make up a grocery list okay. based on what they order. Spend an hour, hour and a half at Giant Eagle getting my supplies, and then head right in, unload, and start cooking. Okay. Now to answer the breakfast thing, that was just coffee, right? It that was, was the just answer? Coffee. Just coffee. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> um, I love a good breakfast, but it's more of like on the days I don't work. Mm -hmm. I need to be up for a little bit. Before okay. I can eat. If I'm working, I hit the ground running on my two cups of joe. I love breakfast. Like on the weekends or if I'm not working, I would definitely do like French toast, pancakes, <laughs> eggs and bacon. The general work day, it's coffee and coffee out the and door. Go. All right. Yeah, because I, like I get it. hungry around 10 o'clock, but I'm already here. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> okay, so you hit the grocery store mm -hmm. first. Um, you have a grocery list. Is it something you do on your phone or is that something you write up? I actually write it up, I handwrite it, but it's on a spreadsheet looking piece of paper. Um, I like that. I was hoping yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm answer. old school. <laughs> I'm old school. I've tried, again, it's in spreadsheet form. I used to type it. it it's easier for me to just handwrite it. And it's kind of funny to me because I literally walk around with it on the front of the cart on a clipboard. Do you know how many people think I work at Giant Eagle? I bet a lot. I bet a <laughs> lot. If you walk around with a clipboard, <laughs> you pretty much know where everything's at. Um, I get asked that a lot, and I do know where everything is in that store yeah. until they change it on you. <laughs> I hate when they do that. <laughs> they just it did it. Nuts. I know. Yeah. They just did it. Well, we just got the Ace Hardware. Oh, I haven't been over do you know that. What that was, I know. Yeah. Do you know what was going on with that? I have no idea. Okay. They just put that in. It opened maybe a month ago. But they started tearing the store apart about three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. They completely rearranged everything, so now there's an Ace Hardware inside of the store. 
Interesting. I, I, I I'm not even going to comment that, on yeah. that one way or the other. But I had to relearn the story. Yes. Yeah. It's frustrating, but yeah, a lot of times they're just expanding, so it's, it's kind of okay. nice. Yeah. nice. Okay, you get all your groceries together. Mm-hmm. You head in here. Is that what's? Yeah, that's straight. basically it. I unload. I bring everything in. It's just like being at home when you're unloading from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just start cooking. I just start knocking off their list. Um, so I do. This kitchen's awesome because it allows me to cook and deliver. Um, and I pretty much load up styrofoam coolers and catering coolers with ice packs and deliver between three and four o'clock. So I bang a lot of stuff out within just a few short hours so that they have it by dinner that night. Now it's okay. for the week. Okay, so it's, it's the yes, one delivery for the whole week. One delivery for the whole week. And some people are uh, once a week, some are every two weeks, some are once a month. It's just what they're really looking for and of course what their budget allows. Mm-hmm. Now, so. um, when you say what their budget allows, what generally are the type of people that are your main clients? Okay. Um, two income families. Okay. Where both par- parents are obviously working and it's just more about, um, they usually have kids. It doesn't mean you have to have kids, but working professionals who have more taste than time. They're, okay. they're eating out three, four times a week, ordering out. There's yeah. got to be a healthier way, a better way. There is. I mean, you can only... I'm all about Chinese food and a good pizza, <laughs> but you also... I think you need to balance it out with those home-cooked meals. Absolutely. So they're just busy families. So like a general, like, middle-class-ish kind of? Or richer? I'm trying yeah. to just get a little scale. Uh, I would say... I would say it doesn't have to be six figures, but most of them, that's a minimum between, okay. between the two parents. All right. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so upper middle class, um, there's definitely some that are on the higher end of that. That's more of the weekly people. Uh I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) All right, so you're in here cooking, and so you you want to pack everything up. How long a window are you giving yourself to be in the kitchen and get everything done? Well, it it depends on their order, but it could be, I would say, on average about four hours okay four to five it's not it's not i mean i have a six burner stove i have something going on every burner (laughs) it's all about multitasking time management okay and in this time at all does observe you take give yourself a break do you have like a lunch time are you just picking as you go i i do bring in i have my own stuff i keep here honestly um some power bars some apples banana Thank God there's a great restaurant on either side of me. Oh, okay. The bar E-Town or across the street here at Shiny Bean. Just meaning because I'm clearly not going to eat my client's food. Um, and it's also half cooked because they finished cooking oh, it. Okay. So it's not like I'm going to eat a half raw piece of chicken or a half okay. cooked piece of Yeah, chicken. in my head I just assumed everything was yeah. just complete. Like all no. the meals are done. No, because I'm a big stickler on freshness. I mean, some things are where they just heat it in the microwave, but if it involves a protein, fish, beef, chicken, they either cook it from raw or it's semi-cooked when I deliver it. Okay. Um, so I'm on my own for lunch. Like, um, and there's times where I'd rather just not stop. Uh, when you're working with food a lot too, you're really not hungry. Which sounds ironic. I guess, but, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just thinking about you cooking all these delicious meals, and then you have just on two cups of coffee so far. It's like I know it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of insane. Um, I definitely do appreciate when I do get to stop and, and take a break. If I am hungry, I will I will make myself something. But it's it's rare. I'd rather just push through and finish. Okay, so you finish up everything, and um, you you make the deliveries yourself, or do you have um, I do half the time. My dad helps me. Oh, that's nice. He's retired and <laughs> driving my mom crazy. So he actually very generously about two years offered. I'd say he does two to three deliveries a week for me. Okay. So there's at least three families where they know who he is. I mean, I, of course, went with him the first few times and ran it by them and made sure they were okay with it. Because, again, these people usually aren't home. 
and you have the garage code oh, or okay. a key to the man door of the garage. I'm not actually coming into your home. Um, usually most people have a second fridge set up in the garage. Okay. So I do respect. Yeah, you know, they definitely want someone they can trust. Yes, it has okay. to be somebody they trust. So of course I would ask their permission. And these are families that have been with me for years. So I definitely had a relationship there and said, hey, my dad's, you know, looking to help me out a bit. They all thought it was fabulous. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's very quaint. I, yeah, I don't see why anybody yeah. had an issue with that. No, no, no. And again, we're just, we're not, it's not invasive at all. We're really just in your garage if you are at home. Um, you always know when I'm coming. I always text you ahead of time. Hey, on my way. No Good. problem. Leave it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, try to, like, it, it's hard to structure this because of the type of job you have. Like, you kind of just ran through your whole day already. Like, that's, that's basically mm -hmm. it, right? Is there anything for you do after? For my regular clients, yes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the families that I cook for. Um, parties are a little bit different. I start doing shopping and prep the day before. Okay. Um, I start pulling all of my equipment needed for serving. Um, I can usually handle a party of 25, 30 on my own. It depends on the type of party. I definitely bring in friends to help me to serve okay. parties. Um, one thing that might be a little different is I do offer a class called Dinner Divas. Okay. And that's a completely different day. Well, let's get into that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I got questions. Let's go. So I started this. People started asking if I did cooking classes. Mm -hmm. And I, for the first couple years, I thought, no way. That sounds like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, um, but then I found myself and my friends just as a mom. The hardest part was maybe it's people that can't afford the service regularly but want to come in once a month and make a few things yeah. for their own family. So I developed what was called Dinner Divas. Mm -hmm. So you come into my shop here, there's five stations set up. It's usually about three in this front room, two in the back. You bring in, well, it's minimum of three to run the class, but the max is five. Okay, I, Students. Mean, I think you could comfortably yeah. have five people in here. Again, comfortable is great word. So <laughs> it's it's just big enough. Uh, people tried when it first started. My friends wanted to host it at their house. We tried that horrible idea. Bad. Horrible <laughs> idea. They thought it was great. I was having a nervous breakdown. Um, big, beautiful homes. But you know what? Your fridge is only yeah. a regular size fridge your exactly. sink is a, you know nothing's really commercial grade so when you get five six women in there they're each making five meals that's 30 pans of food yeah um so we very quickly move that in here um, but it's a lot of fun you come in with a group of girlfriends you rotate through the stations i serve lunch it's byob you can have some wine yeah. nice. and you go home with a week's worth of meals now is this something you do on a regular basis or is this like appointment only you get a group together and, all right, we have five people, let's go. Let's gotcha. Um, I run it twice a year. I do a spring session and a fall session. Um, it's basically kind of peppered throughout. I run six classes on each session. So, for example, we're in the fall one now. Um, September, October, November, there's two classes a month. It's usually, it's, it's a little scattered. It's sometimes a Monday, sometimes a Saturday, sometimes a Friday because I have to squeeze this into all my yeah. other commitments. <laughs> on top of it. Um, so there's six classes. Uh, the menu changes for each session. So there's a fall menu and then a spring menu. Um, you sign up online. And again, you can host, like if you wanted to host a group and you said, hey, I'm gonna get four friends together, you get a discounted price. You get a free meal on me. Oh, because nice. you're, you took the time to text and email get and get your group together. Yeah. So I cover one of your meals if you fill a class. All right. Um, we usually do this anonymously, but if you want to plug your website, by all means, you can. Oh, really? Have yeah. I earned it? <laughs> you're the only one. You're the only one that... Uh, thanks. It's uh, Nicole'sKitchen.net is my, my website. Pretty straightforward. Very simple, yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. right. So we got into the parties, and we got into the class, and we got into the, um, the like, meal prep for the week. Yeah. Trying to read your sign backwards. I'm sorry. So <laughs> from the, the window. Yeah. Did we cover everything? Did we get it? Well, we didn't really go that far into the catering. Okay. 
So tell me about just catering an event. What's like a normal size event you deal with? I would say 50 to 60 people. Okay. Uh, my minimum is 20. I do offer lunches, but I don't do a whole lot, just meaning because it usually interferes with what I already have going on for the day. So I don't really promote that a lot. It's not that I can't do it, um, but I would say dinner parties or things like uh, graduations, bridal showers, baby showers, just kind of tradition, uh, 50th anniversaries, 20th anniversaries, Christmas parties. Yeah, the fun stuff. Just, yeah, the fun stuff's easy. But I would say an average for me, 50 to 60, I can comfortably do up to 100. I've done more on two separate occasions. I think my largest party a few years back was 150. Okay. But it's because I was with the client had twins that were graduating from high school, and I've been with that family for so long. Oh, okay. I just brought in extra people. Like, I wasn't going to say no to, to doing that, but usually between 50 and 100 is my average. Okay. Huh. Now, do you have any advice for someone who want to get into this kind of career? Ooh. Some high schooler that's super into cooking and is listening to this right now and <laughs> really wants to... Into personal chefing or just the food... Let's just stick with the whole. personal chef. I would say this, and this is I'm just being very practical. Um, you have to have a support system. Okay. Emotionally and financially. <laughs> because it does not this this business is flooded. Yeah. You really have to carve out it um, a niche for yourself. Um it's, it takes a year or two to get started. Okay. Please don't think that you're going to just <laughs> put in this amazing kitchen, which is expensive, by the way. Oh, I imagine. And just hit the ground running, making a decent salary. That is not how it works. You have to build your reputation. Okay. You have to. So, so that's pretty good advice. Yeah, quality and service is key. You have to be able to start slow. Um, most businesses in the food business in general go out in three years or less. Yeah. Um, Equipment-wise, mm -hmm. what would be a good like base-level starting point for someone who wanted to get started? The type of equipment? Yeah, I don't just mean like, you know, knives and whatnot. I mean like cost. something okay. that, would, that we wouldn't think of right away. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Correct me if I'm off, off point here. <laughs> um, the basic for me, like it's what you're seeing here. Uh, Fridge, stove, three basin sink. You can get a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. They are thousands of dollars. The automatic dishwashers you see in restaurants. Yeah. Three basin sink, seven hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. So, and I've been very blessed. The oven is used. Craigslist and the fridge came from a pizza shop in Lawrenceville. Right. I only paid a few hundred dollars for each of them. They can run into the thousands. Yeah. I would say so. Very basic. If you do your homework. Um, and spend some time planning the most expensive piece, which I did not see coming. Um, there were two parts to it. A grease trap. Oh, you will learn so much. So it's this basically funky little box that they install underneath your three basin sink. Mm -hmm. Mine's in the basement, so you don't see it. That is basically a garbage disposal in a sense. Any food that goes down the drain gets it's caught like a, in there like so it doesn't go out. into the public water line. Yes, and you have to pay to get it cleaned out twice a year. It's uh -huh. not pretty. <laughs> I imagine it doesn't smell very good. It does not, I, I have it cleaned out, it does not smell good. I have it cleaned out on days where I'm not working. Okay, I'll schedule. Yeah. The, I'll schedule the maintenance because that's another great piece of advice. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be around, you let yourself in. Yeah, you, <laughs> here's the key and you do your thing. But I would say the most expensive part for me was the hood system. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. It cost more than my first car. <laughs> wow. I it was, which wasn't much, but that was about five grand. And I wow. only have a six burner stove. So it's only, you know, it's the smallest one you can get, but that cost me five grand. And that was by far the largest piece of equipment I had to put in. And see, that's a great warning for that. Because that, yes. that's someone that's getting all their stuff in line they got the mm -hmm. right amount of money and then they get hit with a five thousand yeah. dollar hood and they didn't see it coming you did so. not i did not see that coming we did our research before we did it or put it in and like i said buying some of the equipment used for a couple hundred dollars 
awesome savings because there's some things you just have to get brand new. Yeah. The grease trap was two grand. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's stuff adds <laughs> up very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that pretty much covers all that. Do you have any like good stories or any experiences that you want to share or be interesting? Um, I don't know if it's super interesting. Things actually run pretty smoothly. <laughs> I have had... I don't know I could think of maybe a few quirky things um the one time I was doing a party and I came in gorgeous multi-million dollar home brand new build and I came in and turned the oven on to heat it up and about five minutes in kind of like what is that smell now mind you I always check the oven because people store things in there yes. okay I do at home like your cookie sheets your baking sheets I get it so I checked, and I'm heating up this oven, and we smell this burning sensation, and it was awful. And I, the oven was brand new, and I ran over and shut it off. And here she told me they actually put it in about a year ago, but she never cooks. Uh -huh. She still had the plastic wrap on the oven racks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So um, if you've ever smelled a car tire burning, just gonna throw can, that I out there. <laughs> it's similar. Thank God we got the smell out before the party started. Um, another time I had a client do a kitchen remodel, and thank God he had a good sense of humor about it. He was at home, and I used to love, he used to sit across the, the kitchen bar from me and kind of watch me, so I felt like it didn't bother me at all. I loved the conversation, but I felt like I was on TV. Yeah. Um, and then he had put in this gorgeous kitchen that cost more than my house. And they didn't properly reconnect the dishwasher. Okay. So I'm sitting there talking to him and I'm running his dishwasher for him as I'm cleaning up and my feet start getting wet. Uh, yep. <laughs> you can see where this is going. So it was the whole thing like you see on TV with the suds coming out of the sides and all over the kitchen floor. Um, but besides that, I think the most unique thing is I had clients once entertaining Japanese business clients and I was not I was expecting that okay what I was not expecting is to have to cook without my shoes on Japanese custom yeah. tradition it was just out of respect and I of course had no problem doing it but I definitely ran around in my socks <laughs> yeah. hey you gotta do what you gotta do whatever so I don't know nothing you know nothing earth shattering but definitely some quirky memorable moments <laughs> i imagine some you gotta have some clients that are eccentric oh. yeah all right well that pretty much covers that i have some random questions i like to end with and um you feel free to pass on anything if you I want because like they're really all over the place <laughs> okay um what's i'm gonna change some of these around a little bit okay. what's your ideal breakfast my ideal you're on breakfast. vacation you can have whatever you want oh stuffed french toast stuffed french toast yeah they stuff it with like flavored cream cheese oh okay it's All amazing right. so it's like a cheesecake in a french toast <laughs> yes i love see but i love sweet mixed with salty so i would say if i had like a stuffed french toast i would do like bacon or sausage on the side, like something to like counteract it. I dig that. Oh, that and I love good. fried potatoes. Fried potatoes, well, like what way? Um, talking like, like hash brown or like a no, like actual like cut up real either like red potatoes, russet potatoes, like peppers, onions. Nice. I guess home fries would be yeah, more I of think, an appropriate. Yeah, you could call that home fries. It's yeah. Yeah, a meat, a potato, and something sweet. I'm good. Delicious. <laughs> what's uh, what's the best advice you ever got? Again, you don't, have to, you, don't have to think, yeah, you don't have to think too hard about it. But yeah, just in general, some just solid advice you got. You know what? This just popped in my head. At my wedding, my great uncle said to me, spend your money on experiences, not expenses. I like that. Right? I like that. Yeah, that's good. Right? I was totally caught off guard, and I'm glad I thought of that, because if you think about it, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? Oh, God. Goodfellas? <laughs> That's a good answer. I'll take it. What's, uh, what's your biggest fear? Failing. Okay. Solid answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of soap do you use? 
Like hand soap or like hand soap, shampoo, whatever you want to give me. Mm. I love any type of flavored hand soap. My favorite is vanilla. Oh yeah. I, like I don't it. really have a brand, but I love changing it up. Like there's like a cranberry pomegranate, vanilla. I love citrus. Like lemon soaps are awesome. Yeah, I do the same thing. Gotta yeah, switch it up. Kind of all over keep the board. Fun, yeah, anything seasonal. fruity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do you have any pet peeves about people in general, or about the job? Oh, not so much the job in general. Laziness. Laziness and other yeah, people. Yeah, people that are like that feel they're entitled. Yeah. And don't have to work hard for something like instilling that work ethic. Absolutely. They're just lazy. I can't stand that. Yeah, I, I I think I'd agree with that entitlement even more so. Yeah. Like it, it's just a it's a personality trait that just really I don't know. Yeah. And I really don't like. It that. just really gets to me. It really gets under my skin, and I don't know if it like mixes with the lazy, but just like people that just have things handed to them and never had to work for anything in their life. And I think that's part of it. You said you started working at like 15. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I started working at 12. And 12? I, yes. I, I've been gainfully employed since I've been 12. Wow. What did you do at 12? Oh, I just, I hung do uh, little door hangers for a meat company. Hey, it, it works. Job, job, I was going to guess I mean, paper boy or something because I didn't know. I could have done that, but I hate waking up early. I don't, <laughs> Is I don't, that I'm not a morning person. What time I woke up? Oh, it's all part of it. I just, I'm very fascinated in people's like yeah. daily goings on because some yeah. people some people spend two hours at home awake before they have to go do anything and some people smack oh, no. the alarm and out the door in 10 minutes and i yeah. was just curious about that in people like their morning routine yeah because someone someone called me out on mine once they're like you're so weird like, well, what is yours why is that weird just i'm out the door in 15 minutes are you a coffee guy i i'm not usually a coffee guy i had way too much coffee today. I don't know, like, <laughs> I've been fighting this jittery feeling since I got here. I was like, I hope she doesn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice I don't at usually. all, but I feel like I didn't ask you any questions. I mean, like, No, nobody asked me any questions. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm just having trouble okay. sitting down right now. Um, okay. Yeah, we're, we're people. Okay. Entitled people. Entitled right. people. Boo. That falls right <laughs> into the next one. What, um, do you have, like, a custom, um, like, a, a tipping custom? Oh, okay. Um, my philosophy for a long time, and it still is, is gratuity is earned, not expected. Okay. And that served me well for several years, but it was not a great business move. Because what I did not understand is, my, one of my other pet peeves is when you go, just from being in the food industry, when they automatically charge you 20% gratuity, yeah. And you have lousy service. Yes. Okay, I don't feel that that's fair. It protects you from the cheap people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like good tips are well earned. Absolutely. And I never used to ask for them, although 90% of the people were very generous. Mm -hmm. And then what I realized on a few short occasions is I was doing these very large parties. And it was not out of ignorance that they wouldn't tip. They didn't know. Oh, they just didn't. They just they didn't, didn't know. It's okay. the end of the night. They have a couple of drinks in them. They've settled the bill. They're not really. It, it was a completely innocent mistake. It happened a few times. And the next time I went back for a, a party, I put on the invoice, gratuity is not included, but always appreciated. Game changer. I say that's a fair sentence. That's right? not, that's not so, bad. It's it not was, pushy. I've had people call me the day after a party going, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. And they will send me a separate check. So it's not out of ignorance, but I'm saying like it was something that I, as a business move, had to put on the invoice so that they were aware it's not included in the price. But if you feel that I've earned it, by all means. Absolutely. And it actually sparked another question. How do you handle your billing? Is it mainly people writing you checks or is it like get paid at the end of the month or every week? Or? Um, usually, so the families I cook for, um, they always leave me a check which is nice, so it's kind of like a cash on delivery thing. Um, I can process and accept credit cards. Um, most people though, unless you're on a credit card that's earning you airline miles, I have to pass on to you the three and a half percent fee, which is only a few dollars based on that's the hundred dollars they're spending. Um, most people, honestly, it's 90% checks, and it sounds old school, 
um, that it works for a lot of people. Although my newest thing, which I just did this morning, is I now have the Venmo app. Oh yeah, I've so recently learned trade, about Yeah, that. I just downloaded. <laughs> I love that. So um, that that was pretty cool. I mean, I needed to get into the uh, the 21st century here. Um, I don't use Square. I process credit cards through QuickBooks. Um, if you order anything on my website, like if you sign up for the Dinner Divas class or order a gift certificate, it's run through PayPal. Okay. So a couple different options. All right. So you, yeah, options. Options. Always yes. good to have options. Lots of options. Cash works. <laughs> <laughs> cash is cash is king. Right. Um, back into some random stuff here. Um, yes. Favorite candy? You have any candy in the oh, world? Oh, Clark for? Bar. Clark Bar. Good answer. First one. First one. Do the they even bar. still make it? They do. They do. Ah. I went searching for one a couple months ago. It is there. just my favorite. Like I'm a big fan of Butterfinger, which is similar. Similar, but not as good. Yes, there's, there's just something some, about that, it. that one. I knew right off the bat. I'm a big chocolate fan. I like some sweet and sour stuff, but the Clark Bar, man, that's my go-to. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Um, spicy, not spicy. I would say not. Okay. More of a mild. I like a little heat. I don't want to feel my face melting. Yeah. Um, like I like hot wings. I like buffalo sauce. I like a little bit of jalapeno. But I like to be able to taste my food. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Right in the middle of the road. I right like in the middle. Yeah. All right. Do you have a childhood hero? Childhood hero. My grandmother. Good answer. She's the reason I love to cook. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what's the last pic you took on your phone? You don't have to show me, just oh. an idea of what it is. Yeah, it's food. <laughs> <laughs> because I post to social media at least once a day. Um, I just made meatball stuffed zucchini boats. Nice. And Parmesan. Perfectly yeah. on brand for the episode. I remember, yes, <laughs> that was easy. Lots of food pictures. Okay, do you have a favorite vegetable? I'm leading in a lot of the food questions I on this one. I, I, I try to pick that. just the one or two, but I figure I'll throw them all in. Oh, just one? Oh. I know this should be easy, but it's not. This one you like, or something that you can really make shine. Like, you, you have a great recipe for this one Okay. Vegetable. Well, because I was going to say my roasted Italian vegetables, which is red pepper, zucchini, yellow squash, portobellas, and asparagus. Garlic and olive oil, hit a balsamic. Say it counts. So it's roasted yeah. vegetables, it's not just one. You threw me with the one. There's yeah. Too, there's yeah, too many to choose. It's the best part of this is there's like no rules. <laughs> there's no right answer. We're wrong one. Okay. Um, what type of music do you like and why? Oh, I love blues and jazz and like southern rock. Like, my favorite bands are honestly, well, it was Tom Petty, but like uh, Black Crows, Aerosmith, like old school 70s okay. rock, and I just love blues and jazz. My husband plays drums, so I'm a little... Oh, okay. So you, you get <laughs> but that. I liked it long before I met him. Um, I love like a wicked guitar and a good, a good beat. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Um, if I gave your... Um, your 18 year old self a thousand dollars what would you do with it snap 18 18 you get a thousand dollars and you you don't have to you can do anything you want i would travel with it i don't know where but i'd get as as far as a thousand dollars would take me i, like I would that. definitely do a road trip mm. where do you see yourself in 10 years retired <laughs> no that's perfect no i don't know how much more i mean i love this job but i'm gonna say when i'm hitting 50s my body might be <laughs> might be done with the industry i'll always work but it might not be doing all this fair enough <laughs> um what's something you wish you'd learned earlier hmm Is that funny? That's a hard question. <laughs> no, it's something a... that I wish I learned earlier. Something you know now that back in the day would have really helped out if you'd known that. <laughs> How expensive being an adult is. <laughs> <laughs> that is adult. that is grim. 
As if I told my 18 year old self what my that monthly was not part of the is. question. <laughs> you didn't say 18. <laughs> I'm a no, it's, it's not. It's not. I'm just you're saying. You're like, you're a seasoned, miserable person. <laughs> um, no, I think honestly, just realizing having a true respect for the, the, the cost of raising a family today yeah. and just the expense of things. And I just, that's all I meant is like truly like, wow. It makes you respect your parents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, do you you drink? Do you have a cocktail you, you like? I love to drink. I'm okay. a big fan of beer. Um, big fan of wine. But my favorite cocktail, I don't know. I just like some classics. I love margaritas. Oh, I like a good margarita. Um, I love a good margarita. Frozen no salt sugar rim. And I'm a big fan of sangria. So it's a little bit light and fruity, but I yeah. used to used to, I don't know if I'll get back into it, I brew my own wine. Oh, nice. At home, so, yeah. It's not like prohibition stuff, but I'm just saying, like, I love a good wine. Alright, so, I guess we'll wrap it up on this. Um, if you could do anything as a career, what would you do? Dude. At any point in your life, now, later, whenever, but you could do anything. Professional golfer. Professional golfer? Yeah. Right. Do so you golf now, like regularly? Right now, um, let's use that term loosely. I just <laughs> I just got back into it this year. I dusted my clubs off. I, I do okay. Um, definitely some room for improvement. But the reason I picked it is because my original first thought was, oh, professional sports player. Yeah. But what's a sport where you can make bank without getting beat up? Golf. Golf? Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Major League Baseball, but that's a little, you know, that's physical as well. So yeah. I'm going to stick with, are you kidding me? Make a few cool mil? Yeah. Playing a, playing a round of 18? Works for me. Exactly. All right. Anything you'd like to add? Um, no, I feel like we've covered <laughs> everything. <laughs> I think I've had more of a conversation with you than I have most of my friends. <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, that's why I love doing this. Well, no, that's really cool. Yeah, you're very easy to talk to. Thank um, you. I you appreciate have, that. Yeah, you have great <laughs> questions. I literally felt like I just kind of hung out with a friend for an hour. Sweet. Thanks for yeah. doing the show. No problem.